The following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Smack It Raw podcast. I am your host, Matt Ritter, the warden of this insane asylum. And uh, this week I have with me the lovely co-host, the real heel, Eric Seeker. Eric, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Man, that was a uh, lot of uh, quotes that you just played there. Yeah, it was about a minute. Uh, a did minute, you, Did you nine edit that seconds. all together yourself? No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, uh, I, I stole that from a YouTube video, so... Somebody else did the work and I just borrowed it because truth be told, I am running out of ideas, running out of uh, imitations and impersonations and parodies. So It was too many quotes. It was too long. Yeah, I, I really liked it ending with the shut the hell up though, so I wanted to get to that. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. It was like a minute and a half. Uh, we can look for something else or I can just really bunker down and try and figure out some more impersonations and parodies or maybe I, I can just start I think you need to bunker down. I was gonna say maybe I can just start pulling from other pop culture things and move past wrestling for our intros. I I was gonna mock Travis's uh Creatia conversation and super flashy arrow signature entrance, but uh he wasn't here today. So I mean I'm I'm sure there's still a lot of stuff that you could mine from uh from WWE itself, you know. You'd be you'd be surprised. Like I, hey, I kinda let's, went through let's have a boogeyman intro, you know? Or uh, a Mordecai intro. There is no Mordecai intro. Um, So what? This is Smackin' It Raw, and we're coming to get ya. Yeah, yeah, That's what you want? No, I don't think so. That's that's pretty good, though. I mean, as as a jumping off point. (laughs) This is, however, the Smackin' It Raw podcast, and this is episode 19. Uh, Again, Travis could not be with us this week for unknown reasons. He just kind of ignored our texts and never got on so should something happen and he calls in maybe he'll be joining us but i'm going to assume that he's asleep and he's not getting on um and i'll find out later why uh he didn't tell us even though i texted him like what four or five hours ago uh that he wasn't that he wasn't gonna be on worried about him i'm worried about him (coughs) if anybody's listening have you seen travis let us know we're worried about him his family's worried about him or uh call him you know, call in and check on them. All right, Eric. Well, let's get started. Um, the big thing that's happened the last two weeks are these women's factions on Raw and SmackDown. 
And I said last week I was a little worried that they weren't going to be factions, that it was just going to be like three girls who were coming up and kind of aligned themselves together before they went their own ways. But uh, they confirmed this week that they are, in fact, factions because we got names for these factions. Yeah. On Raw, Paige. We sure did. Yeah. On Raw, Paige, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville are known as Absolution. And on SmackDown, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan are known as the Riot Squad. How do you uh how do you feel about these names? Okay, now we got Riot Squad is fine. Absolution? Why are they called Absolution? I don't know, they didn't say. The, I mean, the definition of like Absolution is like a, the forgiveness of sins or something like that. If you absolve someone, you forgive them. It just seems like an odd choice. Well, now their whole thing when they came out in that little promo they cut against Sasha Banks after Alicia Fox abandoned her in the ring before they jumped her was uh, that Paige pretty much is the women's revolution and everyone forgot about her. So maybe that's the sin that they are absolving the women's division of is uh, forgetting about Paige, their leader. But they're not forgiving them. They're brutalizing them. They're giving them the opportunity for absolution. They gave Sasha Banks the opportunity ah. to join them. Ah. You know, it was funny, though. They, they never actually referred to it as the revolution. They kept saying evolution. Yeah. The, there's actually been some weird stuff back and forth, especially with Emma, where they say it's either evolution or women's revolution. Um, I would say it's a revolution, not an evolution. Because if it was an evolution, like this is what women's wrestling was. And then it devolved into what I enjoyed as a young teenage boy. And now it's kind of come back. Yeah, if it was an evolution, they'd be like growing new body parts or something. (laughs) Right? All right. Uh, We are not going to get into a uh, (laughs) debate on what evolution or adaptation or any of that is because I could do that for three hours. So... Fair um, enough, but I, I I've been liking I I hated the way that uh, a page and them went after Oscar. Did uh, you hate that they went after Oscar, or did you hate that they punked out and didn't actually go after her and let her leave? They didn't go after her. Plus, they didn't even ask her if she wanted to join them. They just went out there and surrounded her. And they I agree with that. But then she just backed away, and nothing came of it. It should have ended with Oscar destroying all of them. I, I don't agree with that. I'm with you on a few things, and I'm against you on a few things here. I actually like the name Absolution more than I do the Riot Squad. I feel like that's a little too cliche because it's Ruby Riot, and you know the other team's not the Page Turners. Like they could have come <laughs> up with something that wasn't based on Ruby Riot's name. Um, but I will say that I am with you. I was not happy with uh, what they did there against Asuka and how it, it pretty much was nothing. Like, they came out for no reason. And I'm I'm impressed because the Riot Squad looked like a rip-off version of the Monday Night Raw women's team coming out the very next night. But the Riot Squad in the last two weeks has done more damage to the SmackDown women's roster than Paige's team has done. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, on like, SmackDown... The they were way more impressive just... The brutalness of the attack backstage was really cool. Absolutely. And all three women got in and did their own little thing in a promo backstage this week. Whereas uh, Paige has pretty much been the talker for the group. 
Mandy Rose had a little bit of something to say, but, you know, Paige has done most of the talking for the group this week. Ruby, Liv, and Sarah Logan all got a little backstage promo, and it was a pretty decent fucking promo. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, the other ones on Raw was not so good. And, and Raw, yeah, that, that was bad overall. All right. Um, oh, here's something interesting that I want to talk about. Um, so one week after I said that we could give up on Broken Matt Hardy, he's not coming, he has a match against Bray Wyatt. And it looks like we're going to get fucking broken Matt Hardy. Whoa, 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 this was cut out of the Hulu version. Really? Yeah. So Bray Wyatt comes out, does probably the worst promo I've ever heard Bray Wyatt do, which kind of saddened me. But I feel at this point he's kind of also given up and just whatever. What's so bad about it? It just, it it didn't seem like Bray. Like there wasn't anything behind it. And as much as sometimes his promos don't make sense, this was on, like, the deep end of him just rambling random shit off. Uh, yeah, but, sense. uh... I mean, I think he's been slowly declining promo-wise, but, yeah, go on. Well, that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matt Hardy comes out for a match against Bray Wyatt. Matt Hardy loses that match to Bray Wyatt, and then he's sitting in the corner... And he just starts throwing his arm to the side and yelling, delete, 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 over and over and over and over again. And the announcers say that they don't call him broken. They call him damaged or something. They said something and it wasn't broken, but pretty much alluding to the fact that we might be getting broken Matt Hardy. And I think WWE.com posted something exclusive. I haven't watched it of uh, Matt Hardy backstage after that incident. And uh, it was has Matt Hardy broken or something like that. So exactly one week after I said, Hey, looks like we can give up on broken Matt Hardy. Looks like we might be getting broken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt will be the catalyst for that, which at least they're doing something with Bray. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, is, is he going to, maybe they're not going to call him broken Matt Hardy. Maybe they call him damaged bro- Matt Hardy. Or, uh, well, let me ask you this. They, they, couldn't you- get the, they couldn't get the rights to it, right? I don't know if they've gotten them finally now or not. Uh, there's been a lot happening with Impact, Global Force Wrestling, TNA, whatever you want to call it, and they're pretty much not not a thing anymore. So, um, do you think Broken Matt Hardy will work in WWE in the WWE landscape? As far as I know, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen you know like the you know probably the most popular uh, Broken Matt Hardy video, um, you know that whole. Uh, final deletion. Like, tw- tw- yeah, yeah, yeah. The final deletion, like the twenty-minute video. They get. I mean, it was hilarious. I think it will absolutely play in the WWE. So you think that that kind of because I you told me to watch it, and as much as I'm a fan of Matt Hardy, and I can see why other people liked it, I actually personally was not a fan of it. But that kind of gritty, um, handheld camera, GoPro. Uh, drone style video recording, and um, I, I, mean, I doubt I that we'll, it was really funny. It yeah, was, I doubt it we'll get any of that. So absurd, you know. Yeah, but you think that that is going to get over with the regular WWE audience? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It's so it's so it's deeply funny. 
I mean, it's like Jeff Hardy mowing the lawn, and like the lawn is like cure, like his tattoos. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw into it. Into the lawn, like uh, uh, Matt showing up on the drone with the floating hologram head. I mean, it's it's really uh, some next level stuff. I think. Yeah, but that's if they can do that. What I'm asking you is, if the WWE doesn't go that full on fun route outside of the ring. And it's just Matt Hardy doing his accent and acting the way he was acting. Is that character going to get over? Because I don't know that WWE is going to give Matt Hardy the full reign like TNA did to go out there and really make this work. I think they look at it as, oh, this already works somewhere else. So just be that guy, but be that guy when and where we tell you to be. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean... We'll just have to wait and see, but do I, you know, generally do I think it'll get over? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it already has. People already love doing the delete thing. Okay. Uh, you know. I'm uh, I'm 99.9% sure that somebody in the WWE creative is listening to our podcast, because not only one week after I said we can give up on Broken Matt Hardy, are we now possibly giving getting Broken Matt Hardy, but one week after I said that they forgot about the hype bros and that whole issue that was going on with the hype bros, we had the hype bros break up after losing to the bludgeon brothers. I mean, Harper and Rowan, I forgot. I'm not going to call them that. So two things that I'm like, Oh yeah, we can just forget about that. They're like, no, fuck you, Matt. We're going to deal with it. And we're going to deal with it on TV. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's another thing that you, that you talked about. And I'm so glad that they finally did something with that though. Uh, I also, it was, it was cool. I like, saw, it was a pretty brutal beatdown as well. I saw uh, Kurt Hawkins tweet Zack Ryder, "What's up, Broski?" Hoping for a little reunion between those two, maybe. So maybe Kurt Hawkins will actually have something to do besides come out and get beat in under a minute. Kurt Hawkins is dead weight. He, I think he just dragged Zack Ryder down. <laughs> oh, and one last thing. I was on WWE.com yesterday because, uh, uh, yeah, it was yesterday, because they had uh, 50% off select t-shirts. Yeah. So I grabbed Kate a t-shirt and myself a t-shirt. I was going to get an Aleister Black shirt, but they didn't have any in my size left. So I ended up getting uh, the next best thing, a Baron Corbin t-shirt I'm really excited about. I'm going to wear it every time you're around. Um, But while I was on there, I did not get you a shirt, no. Why not? Because, like we've we've talked about, you've never gotten me anything. Why do I need to buy you stuff? Well, I have to get you something first. Why don't you start the start the tradition? Because you're the one that's I, asking I, I if I got you stuff. stuff. You haven't allowed me to organically just get you anything and surprise you. You are asking for tickets to pay-per-views and T-shirts. <laughs> so now, if you want me to get you things, maybe you should show me how it's done by getting me something first. All right, I'll think about it. Uh, but anyway, you, the whole... What do you buy for the man who has everything? You know? I don't have everything. I, I need an Alistair Black shirt, that's for sure. Um, there was a Crazy Like a Fox t-shirt, which we also talked about on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Really? Yes. Yes, there was. Yeah, exactly what we said it would be. Yeah, yeah she got her shirt, and it's, and it's Crazy Like a Fox. That's awesome. So. Man, we... We're really on top of this. I know, right? This is this is insane. Like I said, I feel like somebody from WWE Creative is listening to this podcast and they're taking notes. 
Good job, guys. Fortune tellers. Now, I need you guys, if you guys are listening, I need you to ignore all the bad things that those guys say about Baron Corbin, and please push Bray Wyatt for a title. Something. Please. Anyway, um, on Raw, Roman Reigns was challenged by Elias with the Miz for the IC title during the opening promo. Um, apparently the reason for the Miz's absence is that he's out filming the next installment of the Marine. I think this is like the Marine 14 or something like that. Um, all of which started the Miz except for, I think like one or two. So, but Hey man, Roman Reigns, what did I tell you guys when he's on his own? Everybody hates him. He was getting booed (laughs) and he He was so bad. It was really bad. It was like he was slowly remembering his lines as, as he delivered them. Well, really my question is, couldn't they find anyone better for Roman Reigns to defend his title against? And as I was asking myself that question, Samoa Joe attacks Roman Reigns after the match and chokes him out. Yeah, yeah. what's going on with that? Because we put him in a match. He keeps They're probably going to, and this was probably how... They decided to build the feud, you know, give Roman Reigns this match against some guys that everyone knows he's going to beat, have it be three people. So he looks a little tired and then Samoa Joe comes out and now we'll do a Samoa Joe Roman Reigns, uh, fucking story. I will say the, the Reigns and Elias match was pretty, pretty good for what it was, you know, you know, guys like Elias Samson and Baron Corbin, whether you like their characters and their personality or not, they're. Not bad in ring technicians. Yeah, they, they can get yeah, it done inside the ropes. Yeah, Elias put on a good match with Reigns. It was confusing though because they look really alike. <laughs> you got lost between the Samoan and the white guy. Couldn't tell. They both could just get guys with long black hair. I like if him, if all three of them fought Baron Corbin, Reigns, and Elias, it'd be it'd be real confusing. I'll throw throw the throw Seth Rollins in there too. Bearded, mm-hmm. long long dark hair guys. Well, I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins is a little easier to tell apart because he's definitely the smaller of the three. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, on SmackDown, the opening promo was Shane calling out Daniel Bryan to have him explain to the fans why he did not fire Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um. Shane gave us some nonsense about giving people second chances because he's been fired before. And then uh, Shane tacked on to the match that was made at the end of last week's SmackDown between Owens and Orton that Sami Zayn would be banned from ringside and it would be a no disqualification match. Kevin Owens won this match and Sami interfered, but technically... Sammy never went to ringside. He only came down the <laughs> ramp. He never made it to ringside. So technically, they listened. They yeah. followed the rules, Eric. It was a pretty good loophole. I, yeah. I, I do love how uh, they keep trying to stack the deck against Owens and uh, Zayn, and, and somehow they just keep winning. Well, here's my thing. Why didn't Shane just come out and fire fucking, oh, you didn't do it last week? Well, I'm going to do it this week. Like, you're fired. Well, I think I think uh, you know Daniel Bryan made a pretty good case for keeping him around. 
I guarantee you this is going to an end in a some kind of like you lose the match, you lose your career sort of match. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that happening. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Especially since, like, you know, uh, Owens and Zane keep foiling uh, their plans to try to punish them. You know what I did love was when they... I, I'm kind of tired of the recaps, especially on... You see them on Raw, and then you see them on SmackDown, and it seems like they go one too many weeks with the stuff from pay-per-views, but they recapped that whole thing that happened at the end of SmackDown this week throughout the show. And my favorite part was when when Daniel Bryan said that Kevin Owens was going to face Randy Orton, they just had that picture of uh, Kevin Owens' face, and then all of these like slams and RKOs and different things that were going on that... uh, Randy Orton does and his music playing like it was playing in Kevin Owens head. It was really cool the way that they did that little segment. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I saw that. I don't know if I saw that part. If I can find it, I will send it to you. Cause no, it was really cool. Like he goes next week, you're going to have a match against Randy Orton. And then it just, it's like a dumbfounded Kevin Owens. And then it fades uh-huh. out. And then it's like a picture of an RKO and the slam. And you just hear, I hear voices in my head. And then he's like, you can't do that. And he goes, oh, I can't. And then it goes back and it does it again. He goes, all right, all right, fine, 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 fine. And, yeah, all it right. was really cool the way I, they I, did I it. I do kind of remember that, actually. Um, right after Roman Reigns' promo at the beginning of Raw, Seth Rollins came out and congratulated his friend in the Shield um, and then had a one-on-one match with Cesaro because apparently – Sheamus is on holiday, and Dean Ambrose is on his honeymoon with Renee Young. Um, I'm curious as to if she will be Renee Ambrose when she comes back, or not. I'm guessing not. Yeah, no, she'll probably go by Renee Young. But uh, Renee Young Bruce. Do you a Do you think the Shield is going to win back the titles next week on Raw? Uh, hard to say. Um, no. Probably okay. shenanigans. And, uh, do you want this feud between the bar and the shield to end as bad as I do? I feel like we've seen every iteration of every kind of match, of every one-on-one, two-on-two scenario that we could possibly see between these guys. And there's other tag teams on Raw that I would like to see get a chance. Now, don't get me wrong, I understand... Sheamus, former heavyweight champion. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, former heavyweight champion. But you've got to give some of the other Raw tag teams a chance to make a name for themselves. Or take guys like Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor and stick them together in a group and call them the Fallen like I did on SmackDown or on uh, WWE 2K18 and give them something to do since they're not really doing anything. They're just kind of floundering in the mid-card. Yeah, I mean, that's reasonable. I, I am kind of... I, I wouldn't say I'm sick of seeing The Shield versus The Bar because they put on really good matches. But it's probably about time for that to end. You know, like it, like with Usos and The New Day. It seems like they might be coming back to that. I don't know because you saw The New Day came down and they gave The Usos some pie. Like, they seem Pancakes. very, very friendly and good. Or No, yeah, I'm sorry, Pancakes. But they seem very, very friendly and like they're still cool after their feud ended. Though it was interesting that the number one contenders for the New Days or uh, for the Usos titles 
Chad Gable and Shelton Shelton Benjamin. Because Travis will get mad if I don't say it right. Uh, Gable and Benjamin lost to the New Day. Like, that was very strange to me. Yeah, I know. And, like, um, on commentary, one of the uses said, oh, that's like a title shot opportunity right there. Something, you know, some shit like that. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll be back in the mix for it pretty soon. That's a Which, possibility. You know, we've seen, we saw that for months. I mean, they're good. They're great. They put on great matches together, so you can't really blame them. But. Yeah, it's just you can't keep giving me the same teams and the same things over and over and over and over again, you know? Yeah. Like, you've got other tag teams in the tag team division. You've got other talent. You need to do something with them besides having them put on BS opening matches for filler, you know? Yeah. For example... Two tag teams in the SmackDown tag team division, since we're talking about it, who are doing absolutely nothing, but had a segment this week, was Brizongo and The Ascension, and they parodied Saw in the latest Fashion Files. Do you think um, The Ascension like was actually killed? <laughs> no, no, I do not think The Ascension but actually I, died. But no, um, I, mean, like, I mean, like, on the show. Like, do you think they were killed off? Like, well, I'm wondering if I was going to ask you that. I actually have that written down here. Is I'm wondering if maybe they are quote unquote killing off the Ascension so that they can bring them back with a new gimmick. No, I mean I think they're fired. I don't. No, I don't think they're fired. Like, so they killed them off the show. Like, they no. Okay. By poison gas, and they can never. No, 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 no. That is not something the WWE would do. If they were going to fire people, they're just going to fire them. They wouldn't bother writing them off the show. They would just send out a statement saying the Ascension has been released and yeah, that'd be it'd it. Be, it'd be funny though if they did. If that was like how they, how they, it'd actually be kind of they, fucked they, up. They'd like kill people off the show. No, that'd actually be kind of fucked up if that's how they handled it. <laughs> no, man. It would be like on a soap opera, like the like the way that uh, they always have to kill somebody off the show or whatever. I think that would be the way to do it. No, I get what you're saying, but you never bring them back. No, I get what you're saying, but as a company, the WWE actually just like saying, "Hey, we're gonna put you in this quote unquote saw like situation, and we're gonna say poison gas flooded the room, and that's gonna be your last appearance on our show. You guys are fired." Like that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's funny. It's really funny, though. Uh, yeah, well. Really who do you think the out. person behind the mask doing the quote-unquote Saw parody was in that video? <coughs> that's that's a question I don't, know, I don't know the answer to. I can't even... Do you think it's going to be anything significant, or do you think we're just going to kind of forget about that and move on to whatever new Fashion Files thing they decided to do? Yeah, I don't know. It, you know, it didn't appear to be anybody, you know? Well, they were wearing a mask, and oh, no. they said that they uh, said that the Ascension and uh, and that Brizango were wasting their talents and their abilities and squandering shit and blah blah blah, and that was the whole reason for this. And it was a to be continued, so we might get Saw two. Maybe we'll get all eight Saws oh, over the course of the next eight weeks. Well, I, I have no idea who that could possibly be. You got any theories? You got any theories rattling around in that brain of yours? 
Well, seeing as Dolph Ziggler hasn't been around for a little while, though apparently he did wrestle at uh, the unaired Starcade house yeah. show. Yeah, um, maybe got, it's he got beat up by Arn Anderson. Maybe it's Dolph Ziggler. Maybe they're repackaging Dolph Ziggler after that awful hit feud with him and Bobby Roode. As the Saw. Well, no, the Saw may be just like <laughs> the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain sort of thing. I'm sure he'll eventually reveal himself and why he's tormenting Brizongo. That's a horrible way to kick off a new gimmick with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, but they hate Dolph Ziggler, so, I mean. Like, I mean, I don't even know that he would ever even agree to such a thing. That's so that's so ridiculous. But maybe you're um, right. Maybe you're right. We'll see. You guys accused me of being full of conspiracy theories last week. Though, yeah. apparently, I wasn't the only person that thought Jason Jordan faked his knee injury to get out of that match. Apparently a lot of people did, and they flooded him on Twitter so much so that he had to come out and make a statement about it on Raw. Oh, I um, that I was one of the conspiracies. No, you guys said that he was just a bad actor and that you don't think no, he was faking it. That's what Travis said. That's Eric, not what I said. That's Eric, not what I said. I tweeted at him, too, that he was full of shit. Eric, later that night, go back and listen to the last episode. You guys, both, both of you, because I listen to it. I listen to it every week in the car with Kate. Both of you guys said that he's just a really bad actor and that you think I'm overanalyzing everything. I did not say that. I would never. You absolutely said that, and you absolutely would. I, I, I did not, and I could not. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Um, I never said those things. Jason Jordan has the brilliant idea to go out and face Kane, seeing as he couldn't uh, redeem himself against Braun Strowman. And uh, Kane not only won by DQ, but after that, he destroyed Jason Jordan's knee again to make sure that Jason Jordan was injured and that he wasn't faking it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Finn Balor comes out to Jason Jordan's rescue and he gets fucked up by Kane. And then Braun Strowman returns and comes down and assaults Kane and tries to break his trachea twice. WWE needs to figure out that or figure out whether they're doing a Kane Finn Balor feud or a Braun Strowman Kane feud. I need to know which one it is so I know to, who to invest in. Because you can't keep having Finn Balor come out and attack Kane and lose, and then Braun Strowman come out and attack Kane and win, and then do it again, both of them in the same night. Because they're you can't they're both can't be feuding with Kane at the same time. Kane can only have one match a night. He's an old fucking man. Yeah, that's true. That is true. He, he's very old. But that was cool, though. I like the trachea breaking, kind of. Um, yeah, no, that, I mean, Braun Strowman came out, he shoved that chair right in Kane's throat and threw it down, and then he picked him up again and did it off the steel steps, and he pretty much destroyed Kane. I enjoyed that. Um, another thing, they've been claiming that this Kane is the most violent and vindictive version of Kane that we have ever seen, and I call no. bullshit. I call bullshit. I don't know if you remember this, but there is a version of Kane 
Kane fact for the week since Travis isn't here. I'm going to make this happen. Um, after he took his mask off, that hooked Shane McMahon's testicles up to a car battery with jumper cables and tried to electrocute Shane McMahon's testicles. Yep. That is definitely a more violent and vindictive version of Kane than the one we have right now. Yeah, I mean, didn't he back down from Strowman at some point? Uh, Well, I remember he like he cowered down for a little bit and like tried to cheap shot him or something. Yeah, no, he hit him. He hit Strowman with a chair and it didn't really affect Strowman. And then Strowman shoved him down and then he backed into the corner. And then after the second chair shot to the throat, he ran out of the ring coughing and hopped over the barricade and ran through the crowd. That was really bizarre. uh, Him going through the crowd. I've never seen Kane run from anyone like that. Yeah, that whole thing was really bizarre. It was it was like awkward to see him go through the crowd like that. Especially I agree. In like the la- the last like ten minutes of the episode. It was weird. But yeah, sad to see the Canester uh, like that. Bobby Roode was on SmackDown. Um, and Bobby Roode sucks at cutting a promo. I didn't think it was bad. I did. Um, but now... He a lot better than Baron Corbin. No, he didn't. He had a hard time getting through his words and making the statements that he wanted to make. Baron Corbin may not have said a lot, but Baron Corbin... What? Dude, he spoke clearly and perfectly the whole time. He didn't stutter or anything. That's not true. You need to listen back to that. Baron Corbin came out talking like he was like delivering a line very badly, like that he just memorized. His like phrasing see, is all off, like always. See, Eric, he's like, he's my, like, if you think that, you really are delusional. Yeah, <laughs> and Bobby Roode said that uh, Baron called him empty-headed, which wasn't what Baron said. He said weak-minded, and he didn't really even call Bobby Roode that. He said just go find someone else that's weak-minded. And then the next person they walked up to was Bobby Roode. So. Bobby Roode um, sounded good in his promo. Baron Corbin sounded like a bum as usual. I think you're just biased for your unadulterated hate of Baron Corbin that's unwarranted. No. He's a Regardless, player. it looks like we're going to get a feud between Baron Corbin and Bobby Roode for the U.S. title. Um, that's not really something I want to see. Is there anyone else on the SmackDown roster that you'd like to see face Baron Corbin for the U.S. title? Um, I mean, I, I'm definitely down with Bobby Roode going after it. He seems like he'd be a good U.S. champ. So nobody else? You wouldn't rather see Shinsuke or nobody else on the SmackDown roster you think deserves a U.S. title shot more than Bobby Roode? I mean, yeah, Shinsuke's not doing anything right now, but I kind of feel like they're saving him for the world title picture. Maybe, but they need to do something with him before WrestleMania if that's when they're going to do it. Like, can't just leave him off TV for the next four months and then just yeah, bring him back and be like, oh, hey, it's Shinsuke. That's true. I would like to see Mordecai go for it. <laughs> we, we're going to have plenty of time, so we will talk about Mordecai because I've got some... Uh, thoughts and things that I wanted to talk to you about about that but uh All right. the only other thing that I think happened that I didn't talk about unless you can think of something else I mean Samoa Joe beat up Tyson and Apollo and then 
I actually just watched something a little while ago where, uh, oh, I didn't talk about Asuka, and I got to find that. Where is Asuka? Um, We did talk about how they did nothing to Asuka, but Dana Brooke finally had a reason to exist. For the second week in a row, she challenged Asuka, said that she found the hole in Asuka's game, and then lost in about three seconds. That was really cool, though, the way that um, Asuka put her into that armbar. No, that was really cool. Titus and Apollo um, backstage, and something I just, like I said, I just recently watched before you got on, looked like they were trying to recruit Dana Brooke to join Titus Worldwide. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, might, might as well. Yeah, I mean, they're not doing anything, so... Um, and then, yeah, like we talked about Asuka after winning that match, Absolution came down to the ring, surrounded the ring and didn't do jack shit. But, uh, AJ Styles had a match, um, against the Singh brothers. He got jumped before the match by the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal. Uh, of course, AJ won the match. Jinder attacked the Singh brothers after the match, though. Do you think that that is the end of the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal? Or he was just getting frustration out. And if it is the end of the Singh brothers and Jinder Mahal, are they going to send them down to 205 Live? Or what are they going to do with them? No, I don't think it's the end. I think he was just venting some frustration. And they, they'll understand. Well, and I can see that. But generally when the main character jumps, his like if Seth Rollins had jumped Joey Mercury and... Uh, J&J Security, if he had jumped them, like, that would have been the end of J&J Security and Seth Rollins. They wouldn't have come out and protected him in the next week. Yeah, you know, Jinder was just frustrated. Carmelo super kicked James Ellsworth, and James Ellsworth got fired from WWE after that. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I think I think this this case might be different. Do you think Jinder's going to get the title back? I think that AJ gets some real matches sometime soon. Oh, I'm sure he will. Do you think, uh, well, I agree, but that Styles clash off the top rope with oh, one Singh brother onto the other, that was pretty fucking cool. That was so fucking cool. And, that, and uh, that's the thing that's great. Like, he fights the, you don't, don't want to see him fight the Singh brothers, but then he does it, and it's really cool because it's AJ Styles. Yeah. Is Jinder going to get his title back? No. No, no chance. I don't. I don't think he's gonna win it back from AJ. I don't think he's. I don't think they're gonna have Jinder Mahal going to WrestleMania as the champion. Okay. Some, someday he might get it back. I don't know. Who is going to be the next number one contender for the SmackDown title? Because I have a sinking, or I have a suspicion that Roman Reigns is going to be winning the Royal Rumble and go on to face Brock Lesnar, and that's how they're gonna set that up. Yeah, unfortunately. I could see that happening. Which ruins the Royal Rumble right off the bat. Nobody's going to go for it. He's going to get booed again. Yeah, I know. Who do you think AJ? Who do you think they're going to set up to be AJ's next opponent if he doesn't face the winner of the Royal Rumble? I really don't know. Um, I'm guessing maybe Shinsuke. Yeah, but I don't know that they're going to string out a feud between Shinsuke and AJ Styles all the way to WrestleMania. Oh, you mean, yeah, like, for right now? Yeah, like, right now. If we're assuming Shinsuke versus AJ is a WrestleMania match, 
who who's after Jinder leading up to the feud for WrestleMania? If anything, I think they'd probably string out the feud between Jinder and AJ. Longer? Yeah, and then start doing WrestleMania stuff after that. Okay. I, I know that's a cop-out answer, but that's what I think they'll do. Okay. Um, that is it. That's all I've got for uh, what happened this week. I didn't get to finish NXT, and it seemed like uh, it was kind of a random recorded match. I did read that um, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish beat Sanity for the NXT titles at a taping that will be airing later on NXT, so either next week or in a few weeks because they tape everything ahead of time. But WWE.com did release that information, again, telling us about a title change before we get to see it. Um, let me ask you this. What does Mordecai look like, Eric? He's, uh, he's got dark, he's got long hair. It's like dark hair. Just so everyone knows, he's Googling Mordecai right now, and right off the bat he was wrong because Mordecai had long white hair and wore all white. Not recently. Oh, he dyed his hair black? When he was in ECW. When he was in ECW. Well, when he was in ECW, he wasn't Mordecai, he was Kevin Thorne. Well, yeah. I asked you what Mordecai looked like, not what Kevin Thorne looked like. Oh, whatever. They're, They're synonymous. And his hair wasn't long in ECW. It was cut. No, it was long. No, it was not. Yeah, it was. No, it was not. I guess again. It was about as long as your hair is. No, it was longer. I promise you. You're wrong. I'm right. Okay. Hey, what was uh, Mordecai? Who reads, his blo- who, who, reads, who reads Mordecai's blog? You or me? Well, that, that's why I'm asking you questions. What was Mordecai's finisher called? I don't know. I'm expected to remember the name of the finisher of every wrestler on the planet. No, just the wrestler that you've been talking about for the last four weeks on the podcast that you've been hoping will come back and make a return. Look, man, I read his blog a lot, you know, and I kind of got swept up in it. He doesn't talk about his finisher a lot in the blog. What does he talk about on the blog, Eric? A lot of different stuff. Like what? Give me an example. You have to read it. No, no, no. You've read it. Give me an example so I know if I want to go check this blog out what to expect. What are some of the topics that Mordecai covers on his blog? You know, his plans to return to the WWE. So his plans to return to the WWE don't involve his wrestling finisher whatsoever. He doesn't talk about it in the article. No. I mean, he's got some recipes on there. Does he plan on returning as Kevin Thorne or Mordecai? Both. Both. Yeah. How is that going to be possible when Mordecai has long white hair and Kevin Thorne has black hair? I mean, it's a pretty elaborate storyline. I can't remember all the details. Well, give us give us the gist. Tell us how this return goes down. I mean, you just, have to two go people. To you just have to go to Mordecai.com. Well, no, you said you can't remember all the details, but give us some details, Eric. Give us what you remember. And it's not on WWE.com. 
It's on Mordecai.com. I know. It's on Mordecai.com. And anyway, okay. you know, if people want to read about it, they can go to his website. I don't want to well, take no, this, news away from his website. This is – okay, you don't remember everything. So if you give us a little tidbit, you might get more views for his website. So give us something that you read on there about his plans for his return. Whet our audience's appetite so that we can know what to expect and what his plans are. And maybe you will get him some viewers – on his blog and get a little press traffic for a blog that apparently you enjoy very, very much. Mordecai. He's coming back and he's tag teaming with the boogeyman. Mordecai, you know, Eric, boogeyman tag team titles. <laughs> let me, let me tell you something. 20, this, 2018 baby. This was going to be an exercise in improvisation. I wanted to see how well you could improv with me to see if we could do some kind of fun, special things on this podcast to make it a little more interesting. And you showed me that you have zero improvisational skills. No, man. I got, you know, I nailed it, I think. You couldn't come up with any kind of, like, random bullshit plan for Mordecai to come back. The best you could give me was... Tag team titles with the boogeyman, Mordecai. I think nothing, nothing you said in there had. It's something I would like to see. Nothing you said in there had anything to do with him coming back as Mordecai or Kevin Thorne. The reason for him coming back or any sort of storyline. It was just Mordecai and boogeyman (laughs) tag team titles. That's it. Look, I'm tired. Okay. You know, it's late. Oh, has it been a long week? Yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah. three days into the week. Because it's, it's Wednesday, so it's been, it's been a long week, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that didn't work for me last week, so I'm not letting it slide for you. Shut up. <laughs> <coughs> All right, well, that failed. Um, like I said, I was telling you earlier, I think that uh, I was hoping that something fun we could do is, being that I've changed the name of my wrestling federation on WWE 2K18 from CWF to SRW, Smackin' It Raw Wrestling, that uh, we could come up with some characters and do interviews of characters that have been signed to Smackin' It Raw Wrestling here on the Smackin' It Raw Wrestling podcast. But uh, now I see that you're going to need a little time to prep something like that and that I can't just well, like, make up our own fuck with you. Well, I have wrestlers that I have created that have backstories and stuff that I've been using since I was like, since like 98 or 99, whenever the first SmackDown came, came out that I've kind of developed. Um, and I thought that we could do something like that and kind of make it funny and whatever. But, uh, looks like that. I got one for you. Sam Solar. He's got the power of a thousand suns. Can you do a voice for Sam Solar? he's, He's the literal superstar. Okay, do you have a backstory for Sam Solar? If I were to interview you, if I were to sit down and say, all right, this is Smackin' and Raw Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter, and today I have with me Sam Solar. Sam, how are you doing today? Dude, he's got the power of a fucking sun. What else do you need to know? I need to know where Sam Solar's from, where he got his power how he got into professional wrestling, why he got into professional wrestling, and why he's maybe not a superhero. Is he using his powers for good or evil? He's not going to say anything like that. He's going to talk about beating people up with the power of the sun. 
Yeah, so obviously this is not going to work, Eric. So I'm gonna I'm gonna scrap that idea. You're overthinking it. No, if I'm to interview a fictional character, I need to do an interview. I can't just have you be like, "I'm Sam Sola and I beat people up." Like that's a two second interview. That is no fun. That is not entertaining. What wrestler has a backstory? What's Baron Corbin's backstory? Nothing. He was a former NFL football player who decided to try his hand at wrestling, and he thinks because he's a star athlete in the NFL that he's better than everyone else in the WWE. The Undertaker has a backstory. Kane has a backstory. Stone Cold Steve Austin had a backstory. The Rock has a backstory. Triple H had a backstory. Everyone has a backstory, Eric. That's only because they've been around for a long time. When The Rock came in, he was a blue chipper. He was the... Wrestling royalty. He was the son of Rocky uh, Rocky Johnson and uh, great grandson of High Chief Peter Maivia. That that is a backstory. That is something. Sam Solar, Power of a Thousand Sons. <laughs> Those are just words. That is not a backstory. <laughs> like I said, I wanted you to. If I were to be interviewing Sam Solar, I wanted you to act as though you were Sam Solar and I was interviewing you. So I'd ask you questions. You'd have answers for me. I'm not an actor. Hence the improv. Not an improv. You gotta get John in here for that. Well, like I said, I I, I already tested your improv skills and they were bad. They were yeah, real bad. They're bad. They're bad. So we will uh, we'll scratch that idea. Let's uh, let's go ahead and end this thing. Who was winning on Raw this week? You know what? Even though he lost, I think I'm going to say Elias because he got a main event against Roman Reigns. He lost, but it was a good match. Was, wasn't was Jason Jordan versus Kane the main event? Yeah, that's right. But, you know, this was close to the main event. He got an icy title match against Roman Reigns. So you're yeah. going to... You're going to go with him. Um, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Because he came out and got revenge on Kane and sent Kane running off like a scared little dog through the crowd. Yeah, that wasn't fun to watch. Who's losing on Raw this week? Kane. I could agree with that. I will agree with that. Um, Only other person I would offer up is uh, Sasha Banks. She got abandoned by her partner and then beat down by Absolution in the middle of the ring. Do you think Sasha Banks should have joined Absolution? Should she have uh, taken up that offer? No, you know I think Absolution's gonna like. I don't understand why those like that promo they delivered was really bad. The like the reasons why they were with Paige didn't really make any sense. Well. Here's my thing, and I talked about this last week. Paige was the um, judge on the season of Tough Enough that both Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose were on. Neither of them won that season of Tough Enough, but they were both on that season of Tough Enough. Paige was the judge. So they have a connection. That's where they met. That's how they know each other. That should have played some part in why they were together. Paige molding and guiding those two um, after their failed attempt at Tough Enough. 
you know, helping them train, even if it's bullshit. I mean, it's fucking wrestling. Make some shit up, but give them, give them a reason to be loyal to Paige. Say, I saw, I saw potential in these women, even though they didn't win tough enough. And when I saw that they wanted to be wrestlers, I helped train them and mold them. And now they're some of the toughest, baddest bitches on the roster. And they're with me and we're here to tear up the raw roster. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, who's losing on, or who's winning on SmackDown, Eric? Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because they just continue to, uh, win. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> overcome the, the odds stacked against them and, and somehow pull off a win. I know you guys said I'm full of conspiracy theories, but I think Daniel Bryan is in cahoots with Zayn and Owens. I don't know about cahoots. I, I think he's in cahoots. You think he's in cahoots? I, I do. I think they're all in cahoots. And they're all trying to get over on Shane. Cahoots. Who's losing on? Or Well, actually, I didn't say. So for me, winning on SmackDown, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll agree with you on that one. Uh, no, Riot Squad. Riot Squad is winning. Oh, okay. Riot yeah, Squad cut that promo. Riot Squad destroyed Charlotte. Yep. And sent Naomi out on a stretcher. Second woman in a row two weeks in a row that has been stretched out of the building at the hands of the riot squad. Yeah. Um, and that leads me into who's losing. I'm going to say Naomi because she got carted out on a stretcher. I'm going to say the Ascension because they got killed off the show. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. That is a very good point. The Ascension were murdered live on or, uh, live on SmackDown <laughs> via poison gas. <laughs> You know, you ever notice that that weird thing in wrestling where, like, occasionally characters are killed off and they may come back to life? Like, how many times has The Undertaker been buried alive? Oh, so many times. Or remember that one weird angle they did where Vince got blown up in his limo and then there were bombings and they just, like, forgot that whole thing and Vince was back and he was alive and everything was fine. He survived it. They just dropped that whole thing. But so many felonies occur on WWE TV that people, the wrestlers are never convicted for. And they're never addressed. People just they're never addressed. Away they're never convicted. At least back in the 90s, like, the cops would show up and arrest some people. Yeah, right? Now we just get away with everything. You know, you can do property damage. You can fucking bury someone alive or... You know, there's no repercussions. I see. I always thought that was cool back in the day when the cops would show up. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was part of the big appeal of Stone Cold Steve Austin is, oh, look, he's such a badass that they called the cops on him. He's getting arrested and hauled off in cuffs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they need some more of that. Well, maybe one day. But, you know, if you bring bring out the police, I mean, I, you know, I don't think they stand much of a chance against a SWAT team like, like the Shield. Or know? a riot squad, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Eric, where can they, uh, no, you know what? Fuck that. You're awkward and you're just going to do weird shit like you do every week, but it's entertaining. They can find me on diversity in central park. Come get me. You know, I was listening back to last week's and we were talking about how you were giving blowjobs (laughs) or I was talking about how you were giving blowjobs. You did not confirm nor deny that. Um, 
But yeah, guys, please get it while the prices are low. It's only 20 bucks a pop. Uh, Eric does swallow, so hurry up. Uh, as he gets better, his prices will go up. He needs <laughs> to practice. Uh, they can also find you at Eric Seeker. That is at E-R-I-C-S-E-I-K-R, correct? No, S-I-E-K-R. I fuck that up every time. At E-R-I-C-S-I-E-K-R on Instagram. Um, also, they can come find both of us and Travis if he is back next week at www. Yeah, yeah. Facebook.com slash Smackin' Raw. You interrupted me and you fucked me up. Facebook.com. Pray for Travis. Pray for Travis. Uh Raw Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Smackin' Raw. Please go like and subscribe. You can find me at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R on Twitter. Um, I do not do Instagram because I don't see the point of posting pictures on uh, social media app, and that's really all you can do. Um, so I don't do that shit because I'm an old ass man. But yeah, come find us, come talk to us, come discuss with us. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know what you enjoy from all of us here at Smackin' It Raw Wrestling. We hope that you guys all enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Eric, say goodbye now. All right, good night, everybody. This is Smackin' It Raw, and we are that damn good.